millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. Stay ahead of all the big games in the best league in the world, the Premier League. With the latest odds, form guides, expert opinions and more, the fans are the players at Ladbrokes. Are you in? Let's go. Play at ladbrokes.com, 18 plus, begambleaware.org, T's and C's apply. Game Day Podcasts from Talk Sport. Subscribe on Acast, iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Game Day, the appendix. Welcome on all again to the Game Day uh, Podcast Appendix. Snappy little title that is. That's nearly as good as the, uh, as the name of Danny Drinkwater's rest, restaurant. <laughs> if you don't get that, you need to go back to the original podcast from two days ago. I'm Danny Kelly. Alongside me uh, still, uh, Chloe Petz and uh, Tom Rennie. And this is the bit Hello. where we shoehorn in um, all the bits of, the, of information, football trivia, football fun uh, and football facts that did not make uh, the original podcast a few days ago. I know that went on for nearly two hours, yeah. and so there can't be much left over, but there is. There was so but, much cut from that show. Yeah. All the gold on oh, the cutting room the, floor. The stuff about the Kentucky Fried Chicken. Incredible. All gone. <laughs> I was gone. incredibly in. funny in everything that was cut. You Just, were almost beyond funny. Yeah. 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 We had to stage, cut it out because everyone was laughing too much. It was too Paramedics funny. because of our sides. They come straight in. Yeah, spin to the south. Absolutely. <laughs> All the great material, gone. Now, Shame. Tom, before we get on to the actual, yes. the actual uh, in, in contents of the Game Day Appendix podcast mm. or whatever it's called these days, um, you want to make a further statement about the actual time and the football we've yeah. had. Uh, well, firstly, I want to say if you want to find further podcasts from this series, search for Game Day Podcasts on your Google machine and you will find our very successful series uh, God, of podcasts. Yeah. Uh, but I do want to talk a bit about the winter break because it has been much maligned and, and people have criticised it and it's been done very badly and some teams have played in their winter break and the FA Cup replays and blah, blah, blah. i got to tell you, I've loved it. I don't think I've ever been this happy and sunny and positive about my football team, which is West Ham United, because we've not played a game since the first uh, of February. The first of February against Brighton. Now that game was awful. Like it's it's given me a lot of anger and anxiety yeah. about it. But now we get to mid-February. Since then, I've had my birthday. Um, oh, congrats. On my birthday, Happy by birthday. the way, was the West Ham Man City game. It was the same day. And as people arrived at my house, it was about eight people coming around for lunch, I got the message through uh, from uh, from Flash Scores saying the game's been abandoned. Partey. And what I'd never been present. happier. It was so great because I thought this dark cloud was going to enter the room. And I normally take about three or four hours to get over a game. Mm-hmm. And this season has been increasingly uh, more and more. But we haven't played a game now for so long. Now, the next game is on Wednesday when this show goes out. Uh, that's against Man City, right? Uh, it's against Man City, so I don't care. Then it's Liverpool Monday Night Football. Again, I don't care. And I've got an NCT class, so I can't uh, watch it, thankfully. Which means we wouldn't have had a game that we could possibly win until we played Southampton 29 days after the game against Brighton. 
And so I feel like a weight has been lifted from my life. There's no stress. The way, the way you no tell worry. this, and I know we, not, this is not going to stretch another hour. This, the way you tell this, I can't believe West Ham are already relegated. I know. They're so bad. And they only have a seat to play teams that have recently won the Champions League. I mean, <laughs> or teams that are soon to have won the Champions League when Man City beat them in the final, then of course they get it stripped from them. It's just been great. And and I think next year, right, we, we haven't learned any lessons because they've said already they're not going to change anything about the winter break next year. But wouldn't it be great, Chloe, as a Palace fan, even you, Danny, to a lesser extent as a Spurs fan, it'd be great if we all just got the weekend off. Mm. Just a weekend off without any worries, any issues. There's nothing to stress about. There is something fantastic about the absence of football that has made me so happy. But other people hate the international break, and that's just the same thing by another title. And also, yeah, Palace got knocked out of the FA Cup early, and that was a really nice little weekend off as well. Maybe we should just have more winter breaks throughout the season. I would say cram a bunch of games into a week like they used to do in the 50s. Mm. Like you play Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday <laughs> and get a month off. That'd be like, like sweeps week, like baseball. It'd be incredible. Just non-stop games. And then it's like, right, here's a month off. Everyone had to Dubai. Drink out of a shoe with James Madison. Yeah. It'd be phenomenal. <laughs> like, this has been great. I've now been told that shoe, my, my, my old, these very folks are rubbish. I'm told that was an £800 bottle of champagne. Oh. How, how much was the shoe? The shoe that was in, the bottle of champagne was... <laughs> £2.50 is a local flip-flop. <laughs> okay. But how much was the shoe? That's the key question here. Yeah. <laughs> what if it was a flip-flop? It's not going to retain the liquid very well, you well know, is no, it? No, no, no. That's the, the, where you put the salt using before the, you put the tequila in the heel. He's using the elastic bits to hold the bottle in. Oh, God, football. <laughs> footballers can't even just drink out of a bottle without no. a... Have you got any contribution to make to the appendix, uh, uh, Chloe? Yeah, I absolutely do. Um, Zinedine Zidane was involved in a car crash uh, oh. to Real Madrid training. It was all fine. I realised that I didn't make that clear at the start. It was absolutely fine. It's more of a public health warning than uh, a fun tidbit. Yeah. Um, he, he was fine and it was actually quite a joke story because I think the guy that he crashed into was just really pleased that it happened because he got to meet Zinedine Zidane because this guy says, I parked up and I saw another car speed past me. I thought he was driving off, but then I saw he was parking too. I got out of my car and realised it was Zidane. I thought... What a relief, because I knew he had enough to pay for the insurance. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what you think, isn't it? Exactly. Sweet. You hope, It'll bang, do this off the you, books. You get rear end. I hope that's Paul McCartney. <laughs> <laughs> and may I say, this next sentence is absolutely delightful. And we were talking about human compassion. We've been a judge of that, by the way. <laughs> and this is like just another bit, lovely bit of the human spirit. I apologise for breaking suddenly, but I could not risk it. And he told me he was a little distracted and said that he was sorry too. Isn't that nice? It's yeah, nice. They've both taken a bit of responsibility. He explained, this guy, explained how the pair exchanged, de exchanged details and took photos of the incident. <laughs> but he did not want to take up too long of Zidane's time. Uh, so to, av to avoid Zidane being recognised so this guy told him if you want to swap your car for mine there'll be no problem with that it's just great banter then great. He, he grabs himself a selfie with Zidane off he pops happy that he's had a lovely car crash did he get the car? I don't think he got the car the Lamborghini? He... the no. Zidane Dambagini? Audi Audi I think uh, uh, yeah, I don't want it. Well, look at us. Yeah. yeah, the Audi. Uh, I know it says someone has written down here that uh, Toulouse FC have got one point and two red cards this season. So congratulations to them. Can't if agree you with can that. Double red cards to points. 
Very good indeed. You wanted to tell us about um, Guti. So we're talking oh, about Real Madrid this is legends. great. Um, so, firstly, Guti, who is now 43, uh, you'll recall him from, from the Galacticos era of Real Madrid, um, he's now in charge of Almira in the second tier of Spanish football. Firstly, he's still got the exact same haircut he had uh, 15 years ago. He looks a little bit like a budget Nick Carter. Uh, that's a, <laughs> a reference to people of a certain age. Are we a Nick Carter, Aaron Carter, that kind of era? Yes, yes. Um, may I just say, mm. uh, just a little tidbit about me. Obviously, I'm new to this podcast. Want want you guys to get to know me. Current, very gay. I'm very gay. But Gooty, when I was a teenager, did something to me. Really? He was the only guy that did something to me. He drove you gay. No. <laughs> <laughs> Gooty, Sorry, I, Gooty I'm, not sure, I'm not sure how that process worked. <laughs> <laughs> no, Gooty did not drive me gay. No, Gooty... that's the time, that was the time you were thinking of going... No, 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 no. no. His 20-year-old boy hair on a 43-year-old man has made me much straighter <laughs> just looking at this, to be honest. <laughs> but no, for, for some reason, Gooty was the only guy that I sort of had a bit of a crush on. How did, strange is that? It how? is a bit weird. I mean, I can, I can. I mean, to be fair though, you know, you can fancy many, many things, can't you? Many, many people. You don't know when it's going to strike. But he played in a team with David Beckham, and she went with Gooty. So, <laughs> yeah, you know. No, and I think that that c- c- kind of compounds my gay mentality, doesn't it? That I've just the the most handsome you man clambered possibly. over David Beckham to get to Gooty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, and I think it was probably just because he looked like a girl. It's a strange choice, but it's your choice, Thank and we you. respect it. Thank you for respecting um, me. But Gooty, this might put you off, Gooty. I'm worried now because he's a special person for you. That's well and truly. It's gone. a little bit like you know Phoebe having a, a cut out of a Van der Holyfield at the top of a bed. You might have had this of Gooty, and now you're going to have to go home and burn it. I don't know. Okay. Um, because poor Gooty. Uh, so he's a party man. He's a man who likes to likes to like get out and, and get down with the kids. Um, or maybe he's not, as the case may be. So he's now manager of Almira in Andalusia. Um, and he has been accused of not taking his job seriously. So they have been beaten in three of their last four games. Um, and he has been accused by some fans of going out partying in the local nightclubs of Andalusia with his players, with his pals, and not taking his job seriously. So he took to UDA Radio, a very popular radio station in the area, and he says, if someone finds an image of me with the players all alone, I could have done this in the Spanish accent, yeah. uh, in a nightclub in Almira, I, I will submit my resignation immediately, and not only that, all the money that Almira have paid me so far, I will pay that money back. Now, if that's not a stone-cold guarantee, (laughs) he was definitely down cocktails and dreams on Friday night with his front three. I don't know what is. I'm just going to say BRB going Andalusia to see if I can find (laughs) Gooty. We're straight to the airport after this. Hopefully Storm Dennis is gone. (laughs) Gooty! Bear with me where I'm going with this because I'll rely on you to tell the whole story in a second. uh, Those of you who are interested in popular music and get past, you know, get past Lana Del Rey uh, just now, I want to recommend a book to you. It's called Hellfire by Nick Totches, the great American writer of last year. Hmm. Uh, Hellfire is the story of Jerry Lee Lewis, the one of the original generation of rockers. Jerry Lee, as you remember, was a very bad man indeed. He married his cousin when she was 14. Oh. He shot at least two of his wives, one of them accidentally, um, and all the rest of it. But compared to his father, he was a saint. And the book opens with a scene in America at the turn of the last century, um, and a scene in you've seen in many sepia kind of spaghetti westerns, hmm. when there's some cars and some horses and all the rest of it, and Jerry Lewis's dad is reputed in a row with a neighbour to have knocked out the neighbour's horse with a punch. But, and that's a great start to a book, but <laughs> that was only one horse. 
I mean, this this is an incredible story. Horse this. punching, everyone. Horse punching has become very on vogue again. I think some ever since horses were damaged in the making of this. They podcast. absolutely were. Uh, it's become very on vogue because it, it happened at Newcastle a couple of years ago when the fan uh, punched the police horse. Like it was it uh, Sunderland Derby or something like that. Anyway, recently it happened in the Celtic game. Uh, when they beat Airdrie 3-0 in January 2019. Now, I don't know why this game made the Celtic fans so angry. Um, The match commander said it was the most aggressive and worst riot he'd ever seen. Celtic Airdrie, I might need to know more history on that (laughs) than I do. Well, this fan, his name is Kevin Maguire, he's been now jailed for 10 months during this riot in the game against Airdrie. He punched not one, not two... But three police horses. Uh, yeah, it's like once is a mistake, twice is a coincidence, three. It's pathological. It's pathological horse also, punching. Also, he's a dastard. Don't punch animals. They, you know, the, the mad thing got here, any courage, punch the policeman. I, I'd like to extend that to don't punch anyone. Yeah, <laughs> oh. that's that's probably fair. Unless you're getting professional. You're really paid to undermining do it. Yeah. many of the foundations of these podcasts. <laughs> I know, yeah. We're very much pro assault here. I'm apparently. just Bernie Sanders. I just <laughs> like people and animals. I have to tell you this we line. We all like peace and love. But <laughs> I've got to tell you this line. It was incredible. This. So the guy, Kevin Maguire, apparently in court, maybe he's, he's got the same lawyers as Tiki Pagueras there, and I don't know, uh, but he tried to convince them that he was just an innocent bystander and it was absolutely nothing to do with him and he was just wandering by and a riot started and these horses uh, ran into his fists. Um, I, I'm a bit like Gucci, I suspect there may be images of horse punching. Well, it would seem there are because he has been found guilty and there's a great line from Sheriff... Is he appearing to the Court of Arbitration for Sport? He will at some point and I'm sure he'll probably get his ban reduced to just five months uh, and he's still going to win the Champions League as well, I think, Kevin Maguire. Um, but the the Sheriff, John McCormick, it's such a brilliant name, Sheriff John McCormick. Uh, sorry, sorry. Isn't this great? Sorry, Scotland. There's a story about horse punching yes. and now there's a sheriff as well. Sheriff John it's McCormick, who I imagine to be six foot five, close yeah. to retirement, just one year away from retirement when this happened. Um, and he said in court, "You not only were you not an innocent bystander, you were in fact one of the ringleaders of this mob, which I just thought was fantastic. The yeah. horse punching mob. He literally punched a horse and said, wasn't me, Guff, which is great. Uh, they did reach out for the horse for comment, but they said nay. So. <laughs> do you know what I went through like a mental filter of am I going to do the just say have to nay do it. joke and I was like no 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 it's not good enough but here we are you have to do it <laughs> here we are leave it to the professionals to leave the, the, that material out and the non-professionals will do it now you can't let a horse situation conversation go without doing a rubbish I think pun. you're the only person in this room that's been booed off at the comedy store is that correct <laughs> is that is that correct uh, no I've never been booed off well, she's good, you see. So it's just you. This is why I got into football commentary. Yeah. <laughs> you see, it's all there. This Friday has seen the start of another season of the of football in the Republic of Ireland. Now, the game has, is absolutely on its knees. No, it has sold its knees. It is on its thigh bones because uh, it has no knees left. A man called John Delaney has misrun the game for the past decade. Um, and it's all become... They almost didn't have a season. Um, Limerick's team were saying, we haven't got any players, we can't start. The second division... Um, hadn't got enough teams, so Shamrock Rovers, famous old Irish club, said we'll, we'll play out, we'll put our B team in it. This was accepted by the FAI, and the other team said, right, well that's fine. They can turn up, you can put them into the fixtures. They're going to be champions because we won't play them, <laughs> and you'll get three points every time they go to every game. And uh, so chaos ensued. But the limit of this, and Niall Quinn's been dragged in as the public face of the recovery. Um, the Sun in Ireland then discovered that the entire sponsorship for the entire season 
was £300,000, which in footballing terms is literally a gobstopper, isn't it? And if you bear in mind that John Delaney, now departed, of course, from the FI, was paying himself exactly £300,000 <laughs> a year was his uh, payment, and the entire league was being sponsored to the tune of £300,000. But there's a reason why this is important. In the run-up to this, the League of Ireland has no money. So the referees are looked after by some pot that they have. £100,000 comes from UEFA, and this is matched by the Football Association of Ireland. They put in their 100000 and the referees use it for their training centre and all the rest of it. This time round, only half the money's turned up because the FAI hasn't got the proverbial into which to do the proverbial. Um, <laughs> and, and as a result, a week before the season started... 33% of the Irish referees failed the fitness test. <laughs> they waddled about some training centre. I think it's in Swords, isn't it, outside Dublin. They waddled about the National Training Centre um, and failed the fitness test. It looked like they weren't going to have any referees for these games. This will unfold there further. There can't be more. There can't be more to this. They've already got no teams, yeah. no money and no refs. And no one will play against Shamrock Rovers' B team, right? Um, but this is important because uh, of a quirk, because they play it in the summer to try and avoid competing with uh, Gaelic football and hurling, which are like religions uh, in the rest of the island. Um, the, 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 there is a moment in June when it is the only proper football going on in Europe which means that the entire gambling gaze of the world is trained laser-like onto the league, onto the, onto the Irish football. There are crowds, sometimes for these games, of 300 people. But the average game, I'm told, this has all come out in the research of this, some of these games are attracting £600 million worth of gambling in Incredible. Asia and South America. Individual Incredible. games? Individual They've got games. £600 million pounds worth of bets They're on betting them. on whether... Well, there's a player called Danny Kelly. I mean, uh, so we can... <coughs> Bohemian's Danny Kelly. And whether what he's going to do. Um, it's extraordinary. And so, obviously, as well, and people said, but these boys are earning a couple of hundred quid a week. There's this much money going on the games. So there's an incredible focus in June. It's in June this is all going on, on the League of Ireland. But I'll keep you updated week by week, actually, as the chaos unfolds. This sounds like a tremendous business opportunity for us. It does. <laughs> the next series could have such a budget for this oh, show. And incidentally, I'm all, the contracts in the Irish League are all one year. So at the end of every season, everybody's a free agent. Now, Dundalk, I think, who are the success... They're the Manchester City of Irish football. They have managed to hang on some of their players. But essentially, everyone reconstitutes, like like Terminator. They they get shot to pieces during the course of their terrible season. And then they reform themselves as another team for the next season. This needs keep, to be its own series. Keep your eye this. on it. It's something else, the football in the Republic. It's something else. And, it, of course, the irony is, in North, it's very competitive and very well organised. Um, and they look down upon us and go... Nah, they won't be not not a United Football Island, not any time soon. But are they watching the Northern Irish Football Leagues in Asia? Eh? <laughs> no, not, not in June. Six hundred million pounds. They're not watching that in Shanghai, are they? No. So that's the kind of stuff that you'll only get, it's fair to say, and only want, I imagine, in the Game Day Appendix podcast. I've been Danny Kelly. She's been Chloe Pitts. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you. You've been Tom Rennie. Thank ah. you very much indeed. You've been the adoring millions, and we thank you. <laughs> The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. The latest odds? We set them. Form guides? We've got them. Expert opinions? We share them. The best fans in the world deserve the best. Be match day ready before the whistle blows with Ladbrokes. Odds updates on Talk Sport with Ladbrokes. Are you in? Let's go. Play at ladbrokes.com, 18 plus, begambleaware.org, T's and C's apply.